Guys in Shorts Sports Los Angeles on this five billion degree day in <laughs> milk, sunny Southern California. Milk was a bad choice. Oh, it was. <laughs> it is scorching, <laughs> scorching hot. We have a new NBA champion. We've got the Copa America to talk about, the NBA draft coming up, and your Galaxy is playing, and Angels and Dodgers are still underwhelming, so let's bring in the guys, because we got lots to discuss. Victor Costello is out this week, so you're stuck with the four of us. Darren Besa. How's it going? Benjamin Garcia. Hoop-de-hoop. And Eric, the Portuguese Hammer Vieira. USA, USA, USA. Oh, Good to be back. It's I am good to, to have you back. Gonna, is you're here. Lil okay? Is she, you know what? A nasty little fall, a nice little bump. Gave you, mom and dad a nice scare. Under your watch? You know what? Technically, it was not under my watch. Look, he's going to blame his wife. He's going to blame his wife. You know what? <laughs> because I did kind of... <laughs> there were some assumptions <laughs> made. Yes. Yeah. But you know maybe what? You they're, they're both our children. We should have both been... It was, sure. you know, nothing we could have done. She was All just right. jumping around and... T- took a header. What are you going to do? Hey, how about them Cleveland Cavaliers bringing a championship Cleveland. to Cleveland? Wow. For the first time since 1964, their first major championship. You know what? I'm, I'm happy for Cleveland. You think about a downtrodden sports city. They just, in being as blessed as we are to be in LA and see so many championships, yeah. to go that long without having a championship team, I, I can't imagine how happy those fans must be and generations of fans, moms, dads, grandpas. Sure. You know, that's got to be awesome to imagine finally- Imagine the chaos the yeah. next yeah. day, tomorrow. A lot that's, of people are going to die because it's, it's similar to- <laughs> All right, like when the Boston Red Sox. <laughs> Where did that go? No, because when the Boston Red Sox won it in, in 2004, I remember watching a documentary on the Red Sox right before and- it was just about the futility of the whole Boston organization. And one of the things, Dennis Miller was hosting it. And so Dennis Miller said that when, if, the, if and when they ever win, it is going to be the biggest death march <laughs> in the history of the Boston Red Sox because everybody was waiting for them to win it. Oh, and then yeah. once, they, once they won it, then they could Pressure. die. And they well, could, you know, die happily. And that was actually the, t- the title of... So it wasn't, wait, so it wasn't <laughs> dying from like the chaos. It was dying because old people could just let go. Yes. That yes. <laughs> they were holding up, that they were holding Holding on to actually watch their team win. And to add to that point, Bill Simmons, a sports writer, used to write for ESPN, wrote a book after the the Red Sox first World Series victory, and the title of the book was Now I Can Die in Peace. Yes. So that is absolutely spot on. I would bet you that there's people in Cleveland that were holding on for this championship. Now their tickers are going to go, and tomorrow morning they won't wake up. Tapping out. Yes. Die happy. Wow. Well, then you could die happy, although don't, because you're entertaining on the podcast. I hate to admit it, but Ben. Garcia, congratulations, won all bets, winner of bets, took the Cleveland Cap- <laughs> no took the field against the Warriors yes. in like five different bets. It was five different bets, and they ranged from anywhere from about the time where they were about thirty games into the season up until even into the playoffs. Anybody who, because I mean, I don't, think I, knew, all comers. I don't think I knew one person that was picking Cleveland or anybody other than Golden State to win it this year, and I was one of the only ones, and so. The fact that I was putting action on it, people were seeking me out and saying, "Hey, you want to you want to bet?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, I'll take the field. You take Golden State. All right. And well, never... we're gonna give you your moment in the sun. You've been saying the Warriors are soft. Did <laughs> did Cleveland figure them out or what it. happened? So okay, I'm gonna actually start by giving Golden State credit. Golden State. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. Yeah, <laughs> the room is spinning. Nobody expected that. <laughs> no, I look. You have to give respect where respect is due. And and the fact is is that you don't get to a game now seven. That they lost. Ben can give them respect. No. It, well. They can go, we'll get get they can go die peacefully yeah, now. The <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, is that you don't.
don't get to a game seven in a championship series unless you are playing your heart out and 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 then, then things are going well. And I'll tell you what, they are a great team. They're not an all-time great team. They're not a Chicago 96 Chicago Bulls team. They're not a Shaq and Kobe team. They're not a Magic Kareem worthy who are going to win five championships. And they're, they're not that type of team, but they're a very good team. They're a Dallas Mavericks. They're a Houston Rockets. That's the type of team that they are. And if they stay together, they'll probably make a couple of more championship games, but I just don't think that they have the gravitas that other championship teams have. Now, because they're what? They're soft. <laughs> they are, they are, a, they are a one trick pony. That's and favorite term. <laughs> and, and, and they're all, every game this series has been a blowout, except for this game. And yeah. if you guys watched, Steph Curry was almost invisible. You know, when you look at LeBron and you look at other stars, even if their shot isn't dropping, they're doing something defensively, they're passing the ball, they're getting other teammates involved. Steph Curry was just shooting. I mean, did you see that ball where he shot oh, it in yeah. the fourth quarter and missed the rim? Awful and shots. It looked he, like Kobe in the first couple get, minutes of his farewell exactly. game. Exactly. He couldn't get <laughs> Kevin Love, a 6'11 forward Oof. Out, uh, away from him on the th- at the three-point line yeah. to, to even get a shot off at the end of the game. I mean, that is your that is your MVP. You know, listen, if there's, if there's an MVP on that team, it is Draymond Green, hands down. That guy is a baller. I would want him on the Lakers. Draymond Green, him getting suspended, changed the entire complex, yeah, the, that was the thing of the, of the series. Yeah. I think if he doesn't get suspended, Golden State wins Game 5, and we're not having it's this over. conversation. But because Cleveland won at Game 5, they go back to Cleveland, winning Game 6. Now, all the pressure's on Golden State, and I think they cracked. Cleveland looked at it and said, what can we do to make sure that we win this? And so they said, well, we're going <clears> to <throat> we're gonna make sure that Curry is not going to get his shot off. Thompson is going to be bothered, and he's not going to get a shot off. Let's let Draymond Green beat us. And that's what they did. And Draymond played well. Yeah, it was. Draymond kept them in that game. I hear what you're saying on Draymond Green. He's he's definitely that guy that has the intangibles, the hustle, the what you want to see. Absolutely. But in that game, after watching that, you see that they were going to live or die by LeBron. He was yes. bringing that ball up, and he was literally carrying that team on and Back. the city on his shoulders. Well, yeah. And you saw it, and you felt it, and it was either, you know, they were going to cry tonight one way or another. And so, you know, LeBron, you could tell, was going to will that team to a and, win one and, way or another. And I think that physically, when you just look at the physical makeup of the teams, you know, you look at the the just the thin, wiry bodies of the guys from Golden State, and then you look at, you, I mean, look at the <laughs> muscles of the guys on, in Cleveland. They were men, and in a seven-game series, they wore them down. They, they simply wore them down. It, you know, there was two blocks that LeBron did today that were unbelievable. Yeah. One was against Steph Curry in the second quarter, and then the last one was with, it was in the 47th yeah. minute. Yeah. That was amazing. Of, of the basketball yeah. game, with no extra time. And so, so <laughs> thank you. No injury clarifying. time. No injury oh, time. Interesting. But I mean, it comes out of nowhere and, and again, affects the entire game. That was a five point swing. He blocks the layup of Ingu- of uh, Andre Iguodala. It goes down. And then, uh, what's his name? Um, Kyrie Irving yeah. hits the three point shot. Good. But so, that, yeah. talk about silencing the huge. stadium. That yeah. block, you just, the air you went knew it was out. Yeah, that yeah. was it. That yeah. ended the, the game. It was sure. fantastic. And yeah. then LeBron gets that hammered dunk at the yeah. end, but then he gets blocked <laughs> by Draymond, which again was a clean was a clean bl- yeah. uh, block. And you know he got a little bit hurt, but just I'll tell you what, that was a great great game seven. Yeah, I enjoyed uh, it. I was happy with that. You talk about Cleveland lives and dies by LeBron. I mean, Warriors really do live and die by the three. Yeah. And when those aren't falling in. They got nothing. It was they like got nothing else. their superpowers went it, away. It they kills met, me yeah. to admit it, but Ben, <laughs> yeah. you were right, sir. <laughs> and, and and also the, the, soft. the NBA refereeing changed. It, oh, in the, Aisha in the regular, Curry's in the room. Aisha Curry's in the room. <laughs> <laughs> it changed, but you know what? It didn't change any differently than it has in previous years. 
playoff basketball is is traditionally more physical than yeah, the regular season. You don't season. see the ticky tack fouls called exactly in the finals. So yes. so you, you know it's not that it changed to the benefit of the Cavaliers. It, I think it. I think without those well, little did. hand checking, it did. That, yeah. but it's it's not like the NBA did it so that Cleveland would win. Yes. they did mm-hmm. it because they wanted it to be decided on That's the court. Playoff basketball, absolutely. Yeah. So LeBron brought Cleveland a championship. Yep, they're happy. Does He's coming LeBron to the Lakers. Stay in <laughs> Cleveland next season. Yes. Yes. I, I mean, wishful thinking. In in reading that one article that he gave Cleveland their championship. Yeah. Maybe he goes elsewhere and he builds a dream team, but he's going to stay in Cleveland. I, I think yeah. that I think what he's done. I mean, everyone talks about his legacy. If he had lost this year, he would be two and seven in NBA Finals. He goes to Miami. He wins the two on that. You know, the the dream team, the Wade, the Bosch, and he can't win it on his own. I think that that monkey is now officially off of his back. I don't think I think he can make NBA finals from now until he retires and lose every single one and I don't think that anybody would say that he wasn't a winner. His family is in Cleveland, his home is in Cleveland, he wants to be in Cleveland, he represents Cleveland, he's never leaving. You think that buckling down on the floor crying was <laughs> was genuine? No, nope, just like I didn't <laughs> just just like I didn't think that him falling on the ground in the 47th and a half minute that, and then you know crying, well, you know, yeah, like that was I, I was like come on, that. man. Well, that when when I thought he was genuinely hurt and then when he saw uh-huh. the replay I'm like, "Oh, I don't see where yeah. you could have really gotten I, hurt." I think he was trying to have a Kobe moment. <laughs> yes, I was thinking where that. He wanted to be Kobe and go out on the floor and yes. shoot those free throws and everybody say, "Oh man." And then and then LeBron got up and he made the free throws <laughs> and well, man, you're reading my mind cuz I was thinking Oh, he broke his wrist. He's going to shoot left-handed. Yeah, yeah. He's going to make the left-handed free throws, and it's going to be this magical story. But as many times and as much shit as LeBron gets for being disingenuous, I th- I really think that that meant that was genuine. That crying, I think he feels that pressure. And being from from Ohio, I think winning really meant that much. I think so. in the heat I think of the he moment, was genuine. Yeah, there. Yeah. I would agree with that too. Do you? Oh, yeah. I don't he, know. I, don't... I think he played it up a little bit. Yeah, but agreed. But <laughs> this one, I think you could probably ask him is the the most important. Uh, no, this one by no, far no was question. the most important. Yeah. Absolutely. This is a L.A. sports. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, hooray! Cleveland won. Yay! They got their championship. Let's talk about next year. Yes, because we've got. The NBA draft coming up on Thursday, June 23rd. What do we think the Lakers are going to get with the number two pick after Philly? I have not seen any report or any indication that it won't be Ben Simmons, number one to Philadelphia, Brandon Ingram, number two to the Lakers. I think that's the top two are a done deal. It's been a done deal for a year. This is an excite is not exciting because I think we just know where it's going to go unless yeah. we yeah. just know unless anyone happen. else has some insider information. I, I just yeah. I think it's already set. Even with Ben Simmons politicking with his <laughs> shoe deal and I don't know. whatnot, who's who knows where that will go? Yeah. But again, it all comes down to his agent, and I don't know what what do you think about that? What do you think that means? Are the Lakers still the Lakers? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I think unless Ben Simmons is a complete idiot, I kind of think that that is a sign that players still want to be at the Lakers or they still think there's some value in being oh. at the Lakers. Now, maybe Ben Simmons maybe that's being an just... idiot is a high likelihood. <laughs> all, all it does is tell you. All it does is tell you is that he's he's 18 years old. He's impressionable, and that whomever is is advising him doesn't know how things work anymore. And and he's dumb enough to just go, oh, if that's what the guy tells me, then I'm just going to listen. Can, can we agree that being at the Lakers is more valuable than being with Philly? No. Oh, no. I think so. I don't, I don't oh, think so. Philly's on, been, no. Now you're just being stubborn. No, 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 no. The no, no, Lakers no, no, may no. have been bad, but Philly's been horrific. Okay, who are the top stars in the NBA and where do they play? Small markets. 
And I'm telling you, they're just as big now LeBron, as Magic was, yeah. and as 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 Larry Bird was playing for Boston, and and as Patrick Ewing was playing for New York. You don't need to be in those three markets anymore. In fact, it's almost better for you to not be in those markets. So you think the playing field has been leveled? Absolutely, it's, it's the NBA. Really? Absolutely. I, I think part of it might be a cultural thing, also, because Ben Simmons is Australian. So living in the United States, Los Angeles, New York, those names maybe do mean something yeah. and do jump out of you. The one other thing that it could be is the weather, right? So if you look at other cities where you've got snow, you've got cold, and for six months of the year, because that's when the NBA plays is in the wintertime. So I think in that respect, it's probably better to play in Los Angeles. But there's so many other small markets that you don't have to to pay state tax and there's advantages to playing in other states that I think that it's a huge disadvantage to the Lakers. Well, I think LA is the best place on the planet. <laughs> of course, and everyone wants to play here, and I'm, you're not going to convince me otherwise. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> so there's also some talk that maybe the Lakers would trade D'Angelo Russell for a top five pick. Oof. What do we think about that? And is that something we'd want? I'm not opposed to that. I I don't think that Russell, Randall, Clarkson, and Ingram. I don't know that that's a championship team. But then again, I don't know that if you would have said Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, and Draymond Green, that that was That's a championship true. team. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I, I don't feel... Ben still wouldn't say it, and they won a championship <laughs> last year. Yeah. And, so, if, and if Cleveland was healthy, they would have won two in a row. <laughs> so I don't know. I still think they need a superstar. That's my opinion. Maybe I'm old school in my thinking. So the, I, I read the article, and what they were saying was that the Lakers were willing to trade for a top five pick in this year's draft. Okay. That didn't make any sense to me. So ultimately what they, what they, I think they're trying to do is they, they think that he's a poison in the locker room and they just wanted to get Dump him off. out of there and then get somebody well, else. Well, he ruined of, Swaggy P and Iggy Azalea's <laughs> relationship. Did yeah, we like hear that, that wasn't going to get ruined anyway. Can you believe oh, that I got an ESPN app update <laughs> on my phone too. that Nick Young and Iggy yeah. Azalea have broken up. Yeah, ESPN. So sad. If you're Sports. listening, come That's on. Let's, stuff right let's there. Come self-filter on. a little bit. It's from okay? the guys who do a Kardashian update on their yeah. Sports I'm just go, I, hope, I hope Nick Young starts dating a Kardashian. <laughs> just shot yourself in the foot right there. I uh, love it. All right, so, so what I was saying is the fact that he's a good player. And you've, you've seen him play on the court this year, and he performed well. And so do you think that if you just get rid of him because you think he's a poison in the locker room, that we're going to get somebody of equal value for him? I don't think so don't think in so. this draft. And so to me, if it's a problem, get rid of Nick Young. Get rid of some of the players that, that yeah. maybe are having that issue with him. Or you sit him down and you say, listen, you guys are going to need to be teammates, and you guys are need to, you need to figure this shit out. I think getting rid of Nick Young might be close to being a done deal. I don't know. After that, if you're not going to get rid of D'Angelo, because if you're talking about trading him for a top five pick, D'Angelo is a top five pick. Yeah, he's so the number two yeah, pick. You're, yeah. not getting, you're not getting any better in the draft from that. So maybe it's time you know, to part ways, because one of them has to go. You can't keep both of them. Yeah. I, I, just hope, I just hope, and again, this is doomsday for the Lakers organization, but that they don't trade him for some veteran that you know to win now. I, I really hope they don't do that. What do you think Khloe Kardashian would want? I mean, she is As our, our barometer. barometer. <laughs> I said she's our sympathy barometer, <laughs> not so our dumb. basketball she's barometer. She's not a, oh, a GM, GM position? No. <laughs> hey, we got a new sponsor, and they are Snowfly. And let's hear from them right now, and we'll be right back. To build a championship team, today's general managers analyze their players using data and metrics. What if that same information were available to help you maximize the success of your business? Enter Snowfly. Snowfly works with both large and small businesses to identify and collect data relevant to their specific goals. Snowfly's innovative analysis and reporting tools define critical behavior metrics in employees and can drastically improve your hiring and overall productivity. Go to snowfly.com or call 877-SNOWFLY. That's 877-SNOWFLY. Call today. We are 
How about that snow fly? Give them a call for all your small business, small or large business needs. Yeah, they got you covered. They do. We have got us some soccer news. I am pumped. Not only Galaxy are they playing, but also we've got the Copacabana Centenario. (laughs) The Copa America Copacabana America Centenario. Copa America Cabana Centenario. And I missed a week, so I am backed up and flooded with oh. soccer information. So yes. How, yeah, how we far, missed you last How far week. do we want to go? Miss you. Do we want to take a deep dive here? No, we'd like to just do a light puddle. You <laughs> I know, mean, jump I like into it and get right out and dry off. Let's, uh, let's no kind of recap what let's happened recap. with the last Perfect. game and what got us to where we will be on Tuesday playing Argentina. So when we did our special episode at, at Shannon's on Pine, they had a, they were coming off a loss and there was some worry, you know, about the U.S. Is this team going to be able to do it? They were able to pull off two wins in the group and actually get first place in the group. So they made it into the quarterfinals where they played Ecuador. So Ecuador is a team that they played in a tune-up game leading up to the Copa America where they beat them 1-0. But in those friendly games, it's really hard to gauge if it was going to be the same team. And so you knew it was going to be a much more difficult game in the quarterfinals. And And it was. Ecuador definitely has a lot of talented players. They looked good. But the U.S. brought it again. And Clint Dempsey has been clutched this tournament. And he scored a goal in the first half, put the U.S. up 1-0. And, you know, we talked about Klingsman kind of tinkering with the lineup. Is he Miyagi? He, he may be Miyagiing us. <laughs> really? Don't tell me Ben got another thing right. I, I just want Ben to just keep oh, bringing the hits because yeah. it's, it's working out so far. He may be our good luck charm. Don't his, jinx it. His Knock head it on is wood. not going to yeah, fit from the studio. The studio. <laughs> it already doesn't, man. But anyway. You need to loosen your headphones there. <laughs> we talked about him tinkering and he actually started the same starting lineup three games in a row. So love it or hate it, he's sticking to his guns and the guys who he thinks are going to are gonna put him there. So there was some consistency Consistency is in lineup. The team was looking like they were gelling. And so they had a game against Paraguay where they went down a man and had to battle with a man down, and they were kind of battle-tested there. And this game versus Ecuador, there were two players given a red card, actually one from each team. So uh, Jermaine Jones from the U.S. and then Antonio Valencia from Ecuador both received red cards early in, early-ish in in the second half. So it was down to 10 on 10. So they had to battle again being a man down. Even though the other team was also a man down, it was they had to battle. And that's something that I think this U.S. team is showing is they're showing grit and they're showing passion on defense. They have a defender named John Brooks who's just been playing out of his mind, shutting down uh, other players. And then their goalie, Brad Guzan, has come up big many a time. There are actually a couple chances that Ecuador had where, um, you know, it was it was scary there. The U.S., Later went up to go up 2-0. Uh, Clint Dempsey again created a chance where Giassi Zardes of our LA Galaxy oh, yes. tapped it in name. and put it away. And so they were up 2-0 and looked comfortable for a bit, but then Ecuador came fighting back. And they looked scary. They had some serious chances, but you got to give credit to the U.S., because they held on and they were able yeah. to win that game two one. So we're on to the semifinals. The semifinal, wait, which no. is crazy. Who was favored in that game so, with the U.S. and Ecuador? Uh, the U.S. was a slight favorite because we're at home. Oh, really? We're at home, but Ecuador is higher ranked in the world rankings. So it's kind of funny the way it works out. Just because a team is better in the rankings doesn't mean they're necessarily going to be the favorite. I talked about Costa Rica being because every game ends in a tie. <laughs> there's no favorite. <laughs> I talked about Costa Rica being a higher ranked opponent, and the U.S. beat them. Part of that is because we're on home soil. We have home field advantage. Playing in Seattle definitely gave the U.S. an edge against Ecuador. How big? So, a, how big a factor is the home advantage? I, th- for I us, think. Do you think for the U.S. 
playing in a place like Seattle is huge because, and I, I, I believe I've mentioned this in a previous podcast, going to watch the USA versus Mexico in Pasadena in Los Angeles, they are the away team. Yeah. Going to watch uh, the U.S. play in somewhere in Texas against a South American team, which is coming up, may be an away game for the U.S. So okay. going up to Seattle, uh, they their stronghold when they do World Cup qualifiers is in Columbus, Ohio. So they don't get a lot of opposing fans coming okay. to Columbus, Ohio. So you know, it, there is a home field advantage. And I think playing yeah. in Seattle, there's a huge soccer fan base. Seattle, Seattle. seems like they love yeah. soccer. I don't yeah. know what that They're means, into but it. they seem like a city. <laughs> they, that, they are. They yeah. love their, it their rains cold brews. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they like being depressed with their zero zero ties up there. <laughs> I love it that Eric's coming on board with me. You got to know your audience. <laughs> yeah. You got to cater to your people here. <laughs> Eric just hears your voice now before you even say <laughs> yes, it. Yes, he does. So the crazy thing is Jurgen Klingsman, the coach of the U.S., said that his goal in this tournament was to make it to the semifinals. And when he said that, I have to be honest with you, I thought he was insane. Because you have, you know, Argentina, Colombia, Mexico, all these teams who are coming. It's like, there's no way the U.S. has a shot. Maybe we can be respectable, but the semifinals is a big ask, and we are here. We've made it to the semifinals. The tough part is they now play Argentina. And Argentina is the number one team ranked in the world. Oh, really? They have Lionel Messi, who is arguably the best player in the world. He plays for Barcelona, scores bunches of goals. His nickname is, I'll have to look at, I don't know the Spanish, it's a Spanish translation for the flea, so I apologize for those of you. He's just like a little <laughs> flea. He's the little gnat. He just goes around. A little jumper. And I'm Hispanic. <laughs> He'll dribble around you he'll, he'll, and he'll just score goals in bunches. He came on as a sub and scored three goals in 19 minutes. Ooh. So that's the type of wow. player. You know what? Maybe that that's the game with. that you need to record so that I can watch it. Maybe. <laughs> so, yeah. Or the Mexico game. My dad was telling me that oh, Mexico yes. lost seven to nothing seven or something. Zero. I was yes. like, why is it that you never report games like that? Because maybe then I would get interested. By the way, I love the fact that your dad is taunting you by talking <laughs> soccer to no, you. No, he hates it just as much as I do, but he listens to the podcast. <laughs> he runs it out in there. He gives me, so he gives me ammunition every now and then. <laughs> ah. Well, thank you, Mr. Garcia, for being a fan of soccer. <laughs> yeah. Reporting to... I think keep keep at it, Hammer. He just barked, Hammer he just away. barked in his barked mouth. In his right mouth. Yeah. He's throwing something up. He's turned it off. He's turned it off. All right, he's not listening anymore. So we, we play Argentina, which is a tough draw. They have depth and strength at every position. The other difficult thing, the U.S. was going to be an underdog anyway, but now we're going to be without three key starters in the lineup because of yellow card accumulation or red cards. Oh, so wow. Yeah, how, does that, how does that work? So, was, you know what? I was just going to ask you the same thing. What, <laughs> what is a red card and a yellow so card? So what happens is a yellow card is when a player commits a hard foul or they have uh, committed several fouls and a referee will give them a yellow card. It's basically like a warning, like a technical Give me, give me a, a basketball. Foul. Okay. So like a technical, a technical foul. foul. And then a second okay. tech and you're ejected from the game. Is that Am I yeah. correct? Okay. So a second yellow card and yeah. you're ejected from the game. But okay. it's also possible to get a straight red, which is what happened to Jermaine. Like when he punched somebody in the face. And that's that's where he got it. He actually didn't punch someone in the face, but he balled his fist and kind of shoved the guy's face out of the way. So the ref took yeah. that as a as a swing. I saw but it, and that was, it was soft. That was it was bad. very soft. But wasn't that after the trip, though? It was after. I mean, but the Ecuadorian, that's where it's infuriating yeah. because the Ecuadorian player was going to be sent off regardless. So to get in there and cause a ruckus and get your own player tossed out is foolish. Yeah, which, which, which is really foolish. At that point in time. Yeah, so, so that was the trick part. So... You know, Klingsman had consistency with his lineup, but he's going to be missing three key starters. A guy named Bobby Wood, who's been a forward, who's just been having a great tournament. Alejandro Bedoya, who's one of our midfielders. Uh, and Jermaine Jones, the man who got the red card for kind of balling his fist, which I think is kind of a blessing in disguise because he's one of our veteran or older players. And you're going to need some speed against these Argentinian 
you know, midfielders and forwards. So maybe it's a, a blessing in disguise that he misses this game, but we're definitely going to miss Bobby Wood and Alejandro Bedoya. So Klingsman's made a statement in these games because the U.S. is here. We're in the semifinals. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We've shocked some people, and some some big names have gone home. Brazil is not in it. They've been eliminated in the group stage. Uh, Ecuador was coming off a 4-0 win when they came in to play the United States. They went home. So maybe there's some magic in but the was, air. But was the U.S. sort of like the 2014 Golden State Warriors that played nobody <laughs> to get to the championship game? I don't know that that's not true because Colombia is still in it. They're on the other half of the bracket. So they're still in the semifinal. So their only loss is to a team that's also a semifinalist. But the teams that they've beaten, they are beat. they good? Costa Rica has fallen off, but I, I I don't know that that's an easy win because Costa Rica then went on to shock Colombia, and they beat Colombia. So Paraguay is a tough team. They're a team that's always in it in Copa America. Ecuador is a team that has beaten Brazil, beaten Argentina, and their World Cup qualifiers. So I, I think they're going to come in battle-tested. Hmm. I don't know that they've played weak teams. Every team that they've played, they'd have to, they've had to fight. And so I think that's going to be a good thing because Argentina has kind of walked all over everyone that they've played against. So maybe... You know, the U.S. can come come out and punch them in the mouth and maybe we'll have a game in our hands. What I hope is that we don't have a Mexico situation is oh, where Mexico yeah. got creamed yeah. by Chile, who's a defending Copa America champion, which is a fear. I didn't want to laugh too hard at Mexico, but as a U.S. fan, you have to love Mexico getting their ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, maybe we have a similar fate because Argentina is hot right now. But who knows? There's some magic in the air. The U.S. is look good. We believe. We're the underdogs. Oh, we Everyone believe that we will win. Oh, yeah. Not to is. get ahead of ourselves, but let me ask you this. Let's say we do win this whole thing. You've mentioned that the Copa America, yeah, the Copa Cabana, Copa Cabana America, <laughs> like this is a one-time thing yes. that we're invited. Do we get invited back next year if we're defending champions? Well, it would. Be, they're on a, a four-year cycle, so the last last year was the regular cycle. Okay. So the next tournament would be in three years, and I think we would get invited because we're a, yeah. a defending champion and we All made right. some noise. And I think. Making a semifinal and playing against these big countries kind of puts soccer, at least for a little bit, on the map. I don't know if you've seen Colin Coward. He had a, no. a, a video clip nope. where he said— <laughs> This is one thing where I do disagree with yeah. Colin. So, I do I, A lot of stuff he says, I totally agree with, yeah. but he's on the soccer bandwagon, man. Yeah. I have to turn him is off he sometimes. Really? Yeah, yeah. He, he's talking about how soccer may have take, overtaken hockey as the fourth sport. And he's saying baseball's really? next. Yeah, because, because the fans are here. He talked about the Rose Bowl and the Rose Bowl being full, 90,000-plus people people watching these games and i agree the fans are here yeah the, where it's tough to measure is because of our domestic league major league soccer that hasn't translated there aren't a hundred thousand people showing up to every one of those games but when you have these international matches or when you have these big uh, european clubs come there you're selling out the coliseum they're selling out the rose bowl so the fan base is here so they're, they're they're hungry for good soccer and i think that's the thing so if the product isn't good they may not be there but if the product is good the fans are here and we're going to support it and and I think Colin Coward, just a peek behind the curtain, he does work for Fox now. And yes, Cop he does. Copa yep. America is on Fox. Uh, so maybe there's a little, there's a a little something going on there, but I'll take it. But, yeah, even, but even when he was at ESPN, he was saying the same stuff. Yeah, it's coming. I, yeah. I think I think it's a matter of time before. I don't, And I've, I've mentioned before that I don't need everyone to like soccer, just like I don't like NASCAR. But I know that NASCAR is huge and NASCAR sure. exists. So I think soccer is going to break and it's going to be big. And, and we're in on the ground floor. I'm inviting everyone to hop on the 
USA bandwagon because we're here. Oh, yeah. We're making some noise that's now. Right. And if we make it to a final and beat the number one team in the world, you don't think that's not going to lead Sports Center during the slow summer with boring baseball going on and the NBA finals yeah. over? There's been a lot yeah. of yeah. Copa updates. Yeah, so that'll be there. So yeah. I'm excited. I think this is a All good right. thing for the U.S. Well, I hope you're right in that there are a growing number of soccer fans in L.A. because we've got more soccer news for you. <laughs> oh, Our yes. Galaxy are playing We're again. Double dipping. Yeah. We're back. What do, you, what do we got in Galaxy news? All right. Full disclosure. My nickname is the Portuguese Hammer. I was watching the Portugal game earlier that morning, and they underwhelmed, so I took a sad nap <laughs> with my son. <laughs> you should have watched Nashville. <laughs> yeah. Oh. They, they played to a 0-0 tie, so I actually slept through the Galaxy game. Oh, you're and kidding. I, but I went back because I'm a glutton. Were, you were pouting? I, well, yeah. It was it was a, a tough performance <laughs> from my Portuguese uh, brethren there. Uh, they didn't lose. That's the good news. Yeah. But, uh, but a 0-0 tie. So my son was tired. It was hot. He took a nap. I took a nap with him. Missed the Galaxy game. But because I'm a glutton for punishment, I went back and rewatched it. And I got to watch the Galaxy lose 1-0. Oh. So more sadness in my life here. So Ouch. That's yeah, a rough day. Yeah. The Galaxy played played uh, Toronto FC, so I know you love those names oh, where it's just yes. the city um, and FC. I'm sorry. <laughs> is that a... That's not a team. That's a team. What? Yep. What does FC stand for? Football club. Toronto Football Club. Oh, come on. Let's get creative, people. <laughs> you so, know, the more and more we do this podcast, the more and more you guys are all turning into me. <laughs> I'm slowly turning I'm, into you. I took I'm, a nap after I missed the game. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so anyway, the, the Galaxy just cannot score goals right now. When you're playing these away like games. like the Dodgers with hits. <laughs> with hitting right now, yeah. absolutely. So they just can't score goals. The, the, the excuse is because we were missing players. Jesse Zardes, as we mentioned, is with the U.S. national team. Robbie Keane, our captain, is with Ireland right now in the European Championships. Uh, Steven Gerrard was hurt, didn't play. Giovanni Dos Santos did not play in that game. So we're missing our firepower. But I did mention the Galaxy does have depth. They do have players who should be stepping up. And Toronto was missing players also. I mean, they had their captain their key centerpiece in the lineup, but they they didn't have their full squad, uh, but they were still able to beat the Galaxy. So the the road has not been a good place for the Galaxy. They are actually one three and three on the road. They've only won one game on the road and had three draws and three losses. So <laughs> that's underwhelming. Not, not not impressive <laughs> on the road. Underwhelming. Yeah. But but again, the Gal the Galaxy is not known for being a great team on the road. They need to do well at home, but they're not doing that too great either. They they played a game midweek against an amateur team and had to go to overtime. Now, given they were a man down and they did, you know, eventually win 4-1, but the Galaxy is just not looking, they're not clicking. I, I mentioned at the beginning of the season that I'm waiting for the talent on this team to click and they, it's just not happening. So I don't know that we hit the panic button yet, but things are not going to get any easier. They have a game midweek against the first place Colorado Rapids. The one of their two losses this year is to Colorado, a 93rd minute goal or 96th minute goal. (laughs) (laughs) Ben's favorite. So hopefully we'll get some redemption. And if we, if we can get a win against the first place team, that'd be nice to get back on track. But right now, is it going to be on the road or at home? It's at home. It is at home. So they'll play for the win. (laughs) They'll play. They will play for the (laughs) win. (laughs) And then after that, they, they go on the road to play uh, their rival San Jose earthquakes. And they're actually playing at Stanford stadium. So when they go to San Jose, San Jose has a little Podunk Field. So when they play the Galaxy, they go to Stanford Stadium because oh. they need to sell more seats because the big boys are coming to town. Oh, yeah, that's that's <laughs> us. Eric, today, if I was to ask you, do they win the championship this year, yes or no? The way they're looking now, no. 
Yeah. I, Ouch. They have the talent. They have the ability to do so. And when they've looked good, they've looked really good, like putting away four or five goals when they're on. But those goals come, you know, in short patches. When, I don't think they've played a game where they've played from minute one to 90 minutes plus where they've just dominated the entire game. There's always a mistake or either early on or late on where it's not complete. They haven't had a complete performance yet, which is good because they're still not in bad shape, not having played a perfect game yet or a solid game yet. But eventually we want to see it. We want to see it. And the sky's always falling, I guess. Now, hold on a second. You, yeah, right. Exactly. Now, hold on a second. You said they played an amateur team? That's, is that I, like I, with orange slices yeah, and, I, I and debated parents bringing do the that victory tourage afterwards? There are wheels. Did Zardes within, bring the snack? <laughs> Who's the team mom? Yeah, yeah. The, the mom brought the banner. The banner came out. Yeah. Everyone got the Capri Sun after the game. Yeah, what no, is this? No, I, I, I debated bringing this up. There's wheels within wheels. There's the regular... MLS season, Major League Soccer season, uh -huh. and then there's tournaments that go on consecutively during the season. So this is there's a tournament called the U.S. Open Cup, which is open to all teams in the United States. So, so we could could we put together if a we team? put together a team, guys in we, shorts plays the Galaxy, <laughs> and oh. if we won a league and worked our way up through the ranks, oh. eventually we can get there. So Man, it's it not like that a simple. Too much effort. <laughs> but and you guys aren't as, as athletic as I am. Well, so. yeah, if Ben trains, <laughs> Ben trains, we'll get there. Yeah, yeah, he's no, our not, team captain. Not, not soccer. He's absolutely not a team soccer. captain. I would never train. It's, it doesn't interest me. You know what? It wouldn't wake me up at six in the morning to, to actually get out to the you field that and start drive. running. Yeah. Is anyone still listening? That was a lot of soccer talk. <laughs> that was a lot of soccer. Oh, man. I'm going to be up till 5 a.m. If you're still listening, I love you. Yeah. I'll give you a, a mouth kiss. I, I suppose we ought to get to uh, the other two L.A. teams that are playing. Dodgers. Eh, they're still underwhelming. Angels. Uh, <laughs> Oh, come on, Darren. You're our Angels aficionado. I think the only thing we care about is Pujols update. Just give us that. We we'll miss you, on. Victor. Pujols update. Yeah, what's the Pujols Hashtag Pujols update. He is batting 236 as of the time of recording. Wow. So, so he's creeping up Exciting. on 250. Up well, if you remember, he was 238. He dropped to, what, 220-something last week, and now he's back up to 236. Eh, you know what? Listen, that's that's where he is. That's that's who he is right oh, there. Oh, not in, <laughs> not in September. The galaxy oh, need him. It's gonna be so good. Let's <laughs> see, thirty-five galaxy. Besa, how did Lincecum look? Well, he pitched uh, six innings against Oakland. Uh, by the way, Bay Area just loves Tim Lincecum. He got a standing ovation. They coming from some of the uh, uh, former uh, Giants and our Angel fans, but yeah, he got a great standing ovation when he took the mound. Six innings pitched, four hits. I think he got uh, two walks. Yeah. So I mean, it wasn't overwhelming it wasn't <laughs> underwhelming yeah. it was a great win yeah walked out with a 1.5 era so he looks weird without his with his without his hair his locks he's, <laughs> yeah. he's a strange looking dude yeah <laughs> the freak yeah yeah he fits his nickname yeah but i like it it, it is encouraging and, and definitely helps our uh you know our, our other pitchers uh weaver did a great game today he got the shutout for a three-hit shutout i don't think uh, any single oakland player got to a uh, second base Nice. So, uh, although well, we, although it was a little underwhelming that he got his first strikeout in the eighth inning. Wow. <laughs> huh. And the fact that Oakland sucks. Yeah, this is against <laughs> Oakland. And, you know, before that, we played Minnesota. So, I mean, they're not great teams to begin with. If not, they're worse hey, off than what the Angels are. The win, A win against a terrible team counts them as much as a win against oh, a good team. Oh, it's the right? same. And it's better than a tie, USA, right? USA! 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 <laughs> you know what? We are way over time. That is it for us. 
always end on a USA oh, channel. Yeah. We go. can oh, end on a Kardashian update. Oh, oh, here we oh, got oh boy. No, let's do just you really have a... I do. Actually, I do, if you want to hear <laughs> Well, I don't want to hear it, but so, this since is you just... brought it up. <laughs> Did you just find this? No, no, no. no. I, I heard this. I, Everybody I... prepare to get dumber. Oh, I heard it the other day. <laughs> I figured you guys would be interested with all of the 30 for 30 stuff on OJ Simpson. Are oh, you guys yes. watching that? I have not. I actually T-voted. I watched the, uh, the not the A&E one, whatever, whatever FX. the FX. 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 I watched FX. the FX one. Fantastic. But I think I'm OJ'd out. So I T-voted the 30 for 30 and I figure this summer yeah. I'll watch it. But Watch it at some point because it's fascinating. Nice. It's a lot. It's five parts and two it's hours eight hours, each. isn't it? So yeah. It's 10 hours ten total. Hours. So it's ridiculous. I haven't watched the whole thing, but. So this, this is a Kardashian slash OJ update. Southern and that California is O.J. Related. Simpson has reportedly agreed to give a DNA sample for a paternity test to see if Khloe Kardashian what? is oh. his biological daughter. Oh. Wow. That Yikes. would make sense. The situation only gets weirder. Simpson's one condition on giving the DNA swab is if Kardashian visits him at the Lovelock Correctional Center in Nevada. According to a former Lovelock prison guard, Jeffrey Felix, the prison has given permission to Kardashian to visit Simpson for the DNA sample to be taken. Wow. So, really? Wait, for which Kardashian wait, needs to visit him? Chloe. So really? if That's you look weird. at Kim and Courtney, they look very similar. But, oh, yeah. But Chloe looks way different. Way different she's a yeah. lot taller. She's a lot bigger. Her face looks a lot different. She's got different features. And her yeah. mom, at some point, had admitted that she had had an affair uh against Robert Kardashian while they were together, but never admitted who it was. Yikes. And so everyone has speculated, and, and, and you've seen it, or I've seen it, in like your <laughs> rag magazines, you know, when you're when you're checking out at the grocery store, yeah. pictures of OJ and Chloe next to each other, and everyone's like, eh, it kind of looks like it. I, I think that that is her father. Really? But now it's, it's, it may be coming out where you, you'll find out that Chloe is actually OJ's They're daughter. They're going to go on Maury Povich? <laughs> if OJ can get out of jail or if Maury can get the ticket into Lovelock oh. Correctional Facility, I'm I'd sure watch it'll that happen. episode. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> OJ locked up OJ are on the Maury. Father. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Oh, and then the USC fight song plays. <laughs> Sorry that we had to leave on a Kardashian corner, but we have got to get out of here. We are Guys in Shorts, Sports LA. Follow us on Twitter at Guys in Shorts LA. Check out the website, guysinshorts.com. Find us on Facebook and give us a call. Leave us a message if you have any questions, comments, or just want to, I don't know, vent, whatever. Tell give me, us a call on our voicemail right. line. Yeah, exactly. 562 450 3356. And that is all she wrote for Darren Besa, Ben Garcia. Eric the Portuguese Hammer Vieira and Vic, who we missed this week. We'll see you guys next week. Don't cry for me, Argentina. Let me go back. Just like Madonna. <laughs> Just like her. <laughs>